0: I'm Yamilka Rodriguez, and this is the Brand Therapist Podcast, where we come together and deep dive into the psychology of branding. We live in a new era that asks us to step up and show our individuality, learn what makes us unique and different in this world. Let's open the door to possibilities so you can win in business, life, and relationships, because Everything starts with you. Hello and welcome to the Brown Therapist Podcast with your host here, Yamilka Rodriguez. I'm so excited about my guest today, Jason Wojo. I'm going to read the bio before we get started. Jason first came to Life on Air as a student in 2009. On the surface, he appeared successful and by most external measures seemed to be living the dream. But behind closed doors was an unhappy, stressed, overworked, and desperate to live life on his own terms. With the help of Life Air, Jason was able to turn everything around, reinvent himself and his business, and design a life of true joy, passion, fulfillment, and freedom. His gratitude for Life on Air message and philosophy, along with the desire to empower and encourage others, led him to become the Titanum coach, working with some of the country's most successful business owners and investors, then lead invent instructor. And now he runs his own company in CEO. He has been blessed with a beautiful wife, three daughters. Oh, you have a house full of women there, a wiener dog. Named Rusty and lives in North Carolina. Welcome, Jason.
1: I am super excited to be here. Thanks for having me.
0: Okay, so we want to know what is life and air. I know it's like millionaire or billionaire, but it's life and air. Tell us about what that is.
1: Yeah, so you actually said it really well. So a life and air is like a millionaire, except a lot of life now. I want to make a distinction because people hear this and they're like, well, that sounds great, but I also want to have money too. And I'm like, and that's where I want to be clear. We're not against having money. And in fact, a lot of life and errors I know are millionaires, but very few millionaires I know are life in errors. And so we want you to have the money. We want you to, to, to have a fantastic business and income, all those things, but we don't want you to sacrifice your life in the process of pursuing those things so, that's what we're all about. It's like how to how to create the life you want. And secondly, then we'll talk about business and how to create that support stream of income for your life.
0: Awesome. I love it. Love it. So here at the brand therapist podcast, we do one thing. I had you take a test and you came out as a caregiver. So I'd like to read the caregiver for you and you, I want you to tell me what you feel around that. And then we're going to go to, to, for you to define some of these words for us. So a caregiver sees the need in the world and is attracted to experience that make them feel needed and appreciated. The motivation is family. The need is to support others. The fear is lack of understanding and the behaviors is cares about working closely with others, Draw sincere concern about people's well being and personal development.
1: Yeah, very close. Very, very, uh, very accurate.
0: Awesome. Okay, so I have a few of the words and I want you to describe them how you would define them, right? This is not a dictionary definition. It's more like what does Jason say this word means to him? Okay, helpful.
1: Helpful is somebody that contributes in a meaningful way to someone who has a challenge or a problem or an issue or a lack of something where you have the ability to contribute to them and and, and make a difference for them in that specific area.
0: Responsible.
1: Responsible to me means that uh, two things. One is that we all have responsibility over ourselves more than anything else in this world where things can be outside of our control. But more than that, responsible to me means stewarding the gifts, the blessings, the talents, the treasures that we have been, I believe, gifted with. And we have a responsibility to do something with those. And that's something that each of us has regardless of where we are in life and at what stage.
0: Empathetic.
1: Empathetic to me means being able to not just identify with someone and know what it's like, and, and but also be there with them and experience that with them so that you can connect with them on a a meaningful level that's not from a higher position, for instance. It's not not you reaching down to somebody, but you being on a level with them of equals that you can help them with whatever understanding whatever it is they're facing.
0: Nurturing.
1: Mm, Nurturing. So to me, nurturing means a gentle, consistent, loving, encouraging, supportive role in someone's journey like so you're, you're there with them you're nurturing them along this path
0: and the last one is supportive
1: yeah supportive to me means giving someone whatever they need to succeed and achieve their goals whatever they may be and so sometimes supportive can mean tough love it can mean accountability it can mean ideas it can be feedback it could be encouragement i think all of those to, to me consider under that umbrella of support
0: i love it i love it when this works The other question I have for you is it wouldn't be a brand therapist podcast if we didn't talk about childhood. So tell me a story of your childhood that kind of got to where you are today.
1: So for me, one thing that I went through when I was younger was I was a a teenager and I had been in a motorcycle accident where I was run off the road by an oncoming SUV and I dislocated my hip. I fractured some vertebrae in my back. And the physician told me there was a really good chance I'd never walk again, and I'd need a hip fusion. And you can imagine, like you know, I was I was athletic and I was young, and I couldn't imagine having my hips fused in an angle for the rest of my life. And the, and the thought of that, I mean, it was would just cause me to weep, you know, and and just think about my life being over. And I said, well, so, so so is this a guarantee? He's like, no, it's not a guarantee. It's a high probability. I'm like, well, what's what else are some of the possibilities? And and he said, well, you could need a hip replacement. It, certainly, like you know the the damage that you've incurred has resulted in significant damage to your, to your hip joint. And so you'll probably need a hip replacement. And because the technology on these things isn't that great, you'll probably need one every you know, 10 or 15 years. And so you'll have several of those for a lifetime. I said, well, what if that doesn't happen? What else could happen? He said, well, then you would definitely be, you'd have debilitating arthritis and you'd be on pain meds you know, the rest of your life. And when you hear those kinds of prognoses, especially as a young person coming from an authority, it can really cause you to break down and think th- that's the end like that's that this is going to be my life but something within inside me and I and I don't know what it was and I can't take credit for it but I decided like none of those are going to happen i refused to accept that diagnosis and so i remember i was still on crutches i couldn't walk yet I, I was on crutches for 4 months and i remember deciding to take this into my own hands and i had access to a lake and so i'd go up on the end of that wharf on my crutches, and I couldn't squat down because I had no leg strength. So I I'd, I'd literally let myself fall into the water, and I'd use my two arms and the one leg I did have to try to swim. And I, you know, the first, it was excruciating. And the first day I made it like five feet, and then I went back to the dock, and now I had to try and figure out how to get out of the water. But I went back the next day, and then the next day, and that five feet went to 10 feet, went to 20 feet that I'd swim. And over time, and this is a period of months, I was able to swim uninterrupted for a period of 45 minutes, an hour. Meanwhile, I'm, I'm rebuilding my hip strength. I'm doing it in a non-weight bearing way. And that's when it hit me that none of us are doomed to what somebody else says that's what, possible for us or that, that we're capable of. And don't let somebody else to tell you what you can do and what you can't do, because forget it. You decide, you have the responsibility, you have the ability to do incredible things that to others may seem impossible. And so don't let those things hold you back and that's something that i've carried with me throughout my life because i was trained as a scientist i went to school forever i got a phd in immunology from duke and i was supposed to be a bench scientist meanwhile you know i get my first job and i and i was unhappy i couldn't imagine living in my life working for somebody else and that's that's a personal preference thing for sure people do love that but for me i knew it wasn't for me but i i had zero ability zero business experience zero training but I decided, again, regardless of what people people told me, like, dude, just stay in the lab. Go get a bar job for biotech. Go teach a class. Go do all these other things. And, and I didn't let other people's vision for me or other people's opinions define me. And so that was a pivotal moment for me in not letting people tell me no and just not taking no for an answer and just going for it anyway.
0: I love that story. You know, it's really difficult when you get a prognosis from a doctor, right, that supposedly knows everything. Yeah. And you... have being able to say, hey, I'm not going to listen to what you just said here, and I'm going to make this happen for myself. I mean, that's really, really difficult for us as as human beings, because that's not the way that we function. Like if somebody says this, we just follow it. Right. And I think it feels to me like that's the same reason why you you don't want to work for somebody else, because you don't want somebody telling you something and you have to follow that formula that for you could be a whole different set of possibilities and differentiation for yourself. So I think that might say something really specific about who you are as an individual. So for that, what would you say is your personal brand? What is your personal brand all about?
1: To me, I'm someone that I stand for independence. And actually, you know, independence mixed with interdependence, meaning like, I have realized and this is this is another huge lesson for me as well is like, I can't do it all on my own. But when I'm surrounded with other people that are successful and I'm getting around people that can help me and vice versa, the way to do that is so much better than trying to do it all by yourself. So this is where I feel like an interdependent relationship with others that you're, again, you're not dependent on them, but you're not independent trying to do it all yourself. That's been huge for me, as well as really taking the initiative to find the words you mentioned, you know, caregiver, right? Like I'm actively looking for ways to help people. I genuinely like it when people succeed. Like I, I remember at one point in my life, I, I was a real estate investor and I had just flipped a property and made like half my year's salary what, back from when I had a job. And I remember telling a friend and their response was like, after a moment of, of silence was like, well, it must be nice to be you. And that was hurtful because I genuinely like it when somebody tells me something good in their life. I'm not jealous, I'm not envious, I'm excited for them, it's amazing. We can all win together and so, that's a part of my brand as well is like helping others succeed and, and really being there to celebrate with them. And then again, the words you mentioned before, like nurturing, supportive, being there to help people when they're down. Like this is the key to success. This is a key to passion and fulfillment in your life, I believe.
0: Yeah, I love that you said that because it's been a hard road for me too. And when I started my business, I was just like, you know, whoever comes into my life, I'll take it. Nowadays, I'm more like, this has to be the right individual that wants to be able to give as much as I give, right? Because they'll have me a 100% when they hire me. And I need that back from them too. And so it's a two-way street. And if they don't want it, then I'm not their person, right? If they don't want success or they don't want to fulfill these pieces, then that's not really my individual. Because the more success they have, the more success I have. It's a back and forth street. So I totally agree with that. The other thing you mentioned that I thought was really, really good was this piece around you being who you are and really taking charge of that for yourself and not letting anybody kind of step on you or tell you what to do. And this jealousy piece, you know, I I just had to, unfortunately, I have a friend from a long time. Um, We've been friends for about five years. And her attitude wasn't good for me. And so I had to tell her, you know, we had to stop this relationship. And it was, you know, if she then can look inside and figure out what what it was, then we can have this relationship again. But it's like this negative piece that you don't want to hold on to all that energy. And so it's important for this relationship to be fulfilled. And I know you're as a caregiver, you're like, Caregivers are the 100% service-oriented brands. Like they will do anything for their client or individuals in general because they're just naturally a service-oriented individual.
1: You said something there that I think it's really important for people to get is that we all have choices as to who we let into our lives, even if it's family. I By the way, this is a really sensitive subject. You may have negative family members and I'm going to encourage you, listen, love on them where they are. I'm not telling you to, to stop loving them, but you've got to realize what your threshold is and how it affects you. And if it's in a negative way, then you need to find some distance and some boundaries there because, listen, you're not going to help anybody if you're angry, if you're short, if you're frustrated, if, you're, if you get pulled into the weeds as well. And so you really got to find those ways to find... What works for you. And I love what you said as well. Like if they come around, you welcome them with open arms. We're not going to say, oh, now you're okay with me. No, we're not going to rub it in their faces. We're going to love on them, but you got to find out how that looks for you in a healthy way.
0: We thank our sponsor, BespokeBranding.io. Tailored branding to reach your ideal client. Gain a deeper level of understanding to empower your brand and purpose and rule the market. We know what it's like to journey from a place of feeling overwhelmed and undervalued to being powerful, understood, and authentic. Your brand identity allows you to live your purpose. The Brand Therapist has 20 years of branding and design experience, has transformed billion dollar brands, and has eight plus years of guiding women entrepreneurs to realize their potential. I invite you to take the brand quiz and you can find it at www.bespokebranding.io. So let me ask you this. What is your greatest fear?
1: I think my greatest fear is, is, is of is of being average and being normal. That may sound weird. I've tried to do some introspection on this. I'm not sure exactly where it comes from, but I've always felt like when I look around, like I feel some sadness when I see people that are kind of just eking through life and who are just kind of doing the bare minimum and who they'll go to a job that they don't enjoy and they're not passionate about, but it pays the bills and they come home and they're so exhausted. They sit in front of the TV and, and that's their existence every day, day in, day out. And if you, if you're living that way, that's okay. But I want to encourage you that you don't have to stay there. And so I don't ever want to become complacent. Now, now, by the way, content and complacent are two different things, right? And so I'm not telling you not to appreciate what you have or, or feel like that you're inadequate in any way. That's not the point at all. But I don't want to be average in that. I just take for granted everything in my life and I stop trying to improve and stop trying to grow and stop trying to help more and more people.
0: Oh, I love that. That is so profound, actually, because it's so true. But to continue the conversation, let me ask you this. We all have mentors in our life. Tell me a story about a mentor that helped you through some of the most difficult times in your life.
1: So the biggest mentor in my life is actually the founder of Life in Air. His name is Steve Cook. I mean, not only is he brilliant as an individual, but he has the heart, uh, just like I've never met anybody. No earthly person has made more of an impact on my life than him. And what he has done for me is really, I'll give you an example. Like when I first, you mentioned in in my intro, like I joined Life in Air in 2009 as a member, as a student, and Steve was my coach. And I remember part of that program was a mastermind, and he told me, hey, I want you to be part of this group. At my life, at that point, when you read the intro, that, that was me, I had a, I had a full-time job, I had never done any real estate investing, I had no business experience, I literally had this nine to five that I'm trying to figure out a way to get out of, and, and nothing else more to my name. And by the way, some of the, those people in that mastermind were nationally known investors, nationally known business owners, like really heavy hitters. And I'm like, Steve, I am honored that you invite me in, but I'll tell you what—I am nowhere near the kind of quality person you're looking for. I'm not on that level. And he said, "I disagree. Maybe you haven't shown those things yet, but I see something special in you, and I know that you'll be a contributor there, and, and you will provide value to that group. And when somebody like that—you know—we we're, we're, there's a theme of support here, right? And, and it was given to me. And when somebody like that, who's successful, says something to you like that, it... Does something inside you, it stirs you, it moves you in a way that, like, you're not going to let that person down. Number one, but number two, it gives you this incredible confidence like, wow, like, what do they see in me that I don't see? And so, that mentorship and he mentored me through that process as I, as I was with him has now actually resulted in us being business partners. Like, I run life in air with him, which I never in a million years would have thought, like, never. And so, I can't overemphasize the importance of finding a good quality mentor.
0: That's huge. There are times in your life, I think that's happened to me too, where sometimes you just don't see the great things you're doing or the capacity that you actually have. And it takes somebody else telling you about that to get that energy and that confidence in yourself to push through difficult times you know, that you have or push through these ups and downs that we each have. And so grateful to these people that are just believe in everything, believe in you, believe in themselves as well, and help you through those times. And like you said, now you run it with him. That's that's pretty incredible. He saw that from the second he met you. So that's pretty amazing. So let me ask you this. Three lessons learned from this entire experience that you've had at Life on Air.
1: The first one is get comfortable being uncomfortable. When I first started running the, the, the company, I had zero experience. And I told Steve, I'm like, Steve, you realize like I'm completely unqualified for this, right? And he said, yeah, I know, but you'll figure it out. And so you have to be comfortable learning new things, even when there are things at stake. And so I took that on. And so find ways to make yourself uncomfortable on a regular basis. And I think eventually that comfort zone for you will expand. And this is kind of funny, but like I've even done things like I've taken improv classes. I took a comedy class because on the on the last day of, and by the way, I'm not funny at all, but on the last day of class, we had to get up on stage and tell jokes to a real audience. Like this is like stand up comedy, completely out of my comfort zone. So find these ways to be uncomfortable because it'll help you grow so much quicker. Number two, realize that you, whether it's running a business or running life, it's all about people. It is so, so, so about people. And even somewhat to this day, like my natural state of being is a little bit more introverted, where I recharge more when I'm reading a book by myself, or you know, and those kinds of, or walking my dog. But what I've realized is life is so much richer with people, and the better you are about understanding how you can help people, and how, and and, you know, good, and people want to help other people, and, and taking advantage of that in a way that everybody gets better is huge. And that'd be the second thing I'd say is like, you know, really tap it into the people component of your life. And the third is really just be truthful to yourself and have, have a vision for what you want. So what that means is like really figuring out what do I want my life to look like? And then everything else around that will be kind of positioned in a way to help you move towards that. And the things that don't fit, well, get rid of them. Cut them out. Ask yourself, is this getting me closer to my vision or further away? And have a vision in every part of your life and, and make it in a way that's really concrete. So for instance, you, know, you might say, I want a great relationship with my spouse. Okay, that's wonderful. But what does that look like? Tell me exactly what that looks like because couple A versus couple B versus couple C, they're all gonna have different definitions. So decide what it is for you. And then that way, I think that that's gonna be the guiding force or, or the compass in your life to really help you tie everything together in, in a cohesive package.
0: I love that. Love that. Cause I I was talking to a friend of mine this weekend and she was telling me how she would limit her belief on something. And she didn't want to like make assumptions of her vision because she, she was going to be disappointed if they didn't happen right? And I think for me, it was the opposite. I would be like, I'm scared to imagine something because I know it's going to happen. <laughs> and so setting those expectations for yourself, whether you're one way or the other is is really important. So I, I love that. And the more clear you are, you're right. The more exact that will happen in that way.
1: You're so on with that statement. And I want to unpack something you just said, so important. So many people will not take the time to plan what they want because once it's planned out and once it's in writing and once it's in front of them, that means they can fail. But the part nobody thinks about is if you don't have that, you're already failing because you don't know what the finish line is and you don't know what the target is. And so would you rather have the lights on and know whether you miss a target or not? Or would you just rather shoot, throw darts in the, in the dark? You may think it's safer, but it's not. It's, it's actually you got you to have that information. You got you to move towards it.
0: So what's next for you, Mike? We're talking about visions. What's your vision for yourself in the next five, 10 years from now?
1: Yeah, so my my vision is, and this is really funny because I just I was just talking with a couple of friends about this, and we we're talking about retirement. I could retire now, but I don't want to. I love what I do. I tell people all the time, like what I do with Life and Air, I would do for free. You know, I love getting to speak around the country. Now, part of my vision, by the way, has me traveling no more than thirty days a year for all of my business related stuff because I have a family at home. I have my I have my wife and I have three girls, and I love being around my family. I don't want to miss that and not be around that. And so for me, my, my vision is really continuing to impact people on a larger scale. We're launching a bunch of new stuff with life in air that I'm really excited about that is going to impact more people. And ultimately, like I'd say my life is all about impact. Like I try to have it all about impact and, and it's, I'm, I'm just constantly looking for ways to impact more and more people. Now that's, that has had the shift over the years. And what I mean by that is like, I used to be a coach and I've realized I can't coach and run the company and do the speaking and, 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 and so so i have stepped out of the coaching role to elevate myself to a higher level but like that's for me what it's all about and i'm on this path now but it's just amplified and it's exponentially increased the more i do it and the more time because i want those people to now to impact other people as well like i don't want to just i don't want to just impact somebody and have it be about them i want them to go and impact their circles of friends and family and people that care they care about and then that's awesome to me that's that pebble in the pond
0: Well, I love that you recognize that, you know, and you decided, okay, I'm consciously going to leave this and consciously put all my efforts here and here, because I think a lot of people, they may do several things, but they don't understand that sometimes you have to give something up or not do it anymore and focus on the others that give you more fulfillment, right? And that you can feel like you can impact more people. I think that's a really good point that you said there. But the other thing I wanted to ask you really quickly is, where can people find you? Where are you? Are where are you in, on social media?
1: Yeah, yeah. So, so I spend most of my time on social media on Facebook. And if you want to get, if you want to learn more about life in air, there's lifeinair.com. Or we do have a private group on Facebook. It's just you could just search life in air. And again, that's spelled just L-I-F-E-O-N-A-I-R-E. And it's a private group of a bunch of people. You know, we have a few thousand people in there that are all helping each other you know, to the point we talked about earlier, just helping each other live their live their visions, get further along with what they are trying to do, accomplish their goals, and help each other do that uh, along the way. And so, yeah, I'd love for anybody to be part of that. And I'd, the more, the more, the merrier.
0: Thank you, Jason, for being on the Brand Therapist podcast. I so enjoyed the conversation. Thank you, everybody, for listening today. And I wish you all the best. And I can't wait to see what life brings to you in the future. Thank you for listening to The Brand Therapist. If you enjoyed today's episode, please subscribe, rate, and review this podcast on your favorite pod player. If you would like to connect on social, you can find me at Yamoka Rodriguez Branding or BespokeBranding.io. And if you would like to do the brand character quiz, go to BespokeBranding.io and click on brand quiz. Or you can email me at yamilka at yamilka.com. Thanks for listening and I'll catch you on the next episode.